0: educational resources to help reach your goals. Hello and welcome to the New Heights show on education. I am your host Erica and today we'll be speaking about working with a disability especially a disability that is for all intents and purposes invisible. Um, You know the work world offers Several challenges that are a little bit different um, for someone with an invisible disability, such as a mental health disability. Before we get started, I do want to get a couple of things out there. Um, This is a chat show. If you'd like to chat with me, um, the number you can reach is 1-646-558-8656. That's a New York number. Or 17207072699. Again, that's a general US number. Um, it is considered a long distance call or chat, so you know rates may apply depending on your phone service. Um, if you'd like to reach me by email, my email is Erica H. That's Erica with a K at newheightseducation.org. The show itself is on Thursdays at 2 p.m. Mountain Time, 1 p.m. Pacific, and 4 p.m. Eastern. So let's get started with our topic today. I wanted to bring this up because last week I came across an article uh, from someone who is on the autistic spectrum. And they're they were describing their difficulties with working um, and the work environment, uh, specifically like when they have a meltdown or things like that. Um, and I thought that was really interesting. So I did a little more digging on the subject of working with disabilities, and it's really actually quite fascinating. Um, another gentleman who is a professional uh, journalist spoke about what he's seen in, in the marketplace, I guess you'd call for employees. He was talking about the fact that businesses often have ways of weeding out the disabled just by the way they frame their advertisements. Um, He used a description that stated, you know, must be able to meet deadlines on time, but then went further and said must be able to lift 25 to 50 pounds, must be able to access a non-ADA approved building, which is interesting. I've never come across that. Um, You know, and I can tell you from my work experience that I actually have come across these issues um, due to my disability, which again is cerebral palsy, and it is primarily cognitive, um, which means that my brain is slower than the average. Um, I tell people that most people are working with Windows, I'm working with DOS. So when I look at a job ad and it comes up with something like uh, multitasking, uh, fast-paced environment, detail-oriented, I cringe inside, honestly, because those are things that are actually very difficult for me. Um, I cannot work in a high-stress environment, um, my brain tends to shut down and then I start making a lot of mistakes if I'm in a, you know, a fast-paced, fast-turnaround environment. Um, detail-oriented, I'm I'm just not. I do see the bigger picture and I aim for that, generally speaking. Um, you know, there are other... Th- Other little tricks that I see in ads, um, another one that gets you all the time as far as being disabled uh, in a work environment is the term other duties as assigned. Well, that kind of gets the employer off the hook because other duties as assigned could be anything. And you're kind of stuck with it in that they can go back to you. If you don't perform up to their standards, they could go back to you and say, well, you know, in the ad, there was this line, other duties as assigned. And so we are allowed to assign you this duty. Um, you know, it doesn't matter if that is something you can't accomplish or accomplish in the timeframe that we want. Um Yes, according to the ADA, the Americans with Disabilities Act, um, employers are required to offer accommodations to disabled workers. I'm not saying that all businesses are like this by by any means, but you have three types that I can see. The businesses that are honestly willing to work with disabled folks and they do, you know, try their best and they do uh, provide reasonable accommodations um, and, you know, everything works out fine. The second group do want to do their best um, and they offer accommodations, but those accommodations aren't a good fit for the disabled person. They're not enough. Um, you know, it, even with the good intentions, the accommodations offered may not be adequate for that specific disabled individual. Um, and then there are the businesses which don't care, frankly, and they will perhaps give a nod, toward that ADA spe- specification, but will not change anything in the environment to accommodate the disabled worker. Um, pretty much, you know, oh, this is the way the culture is. This is the way the job is, you know, suck it up and deal with it. Um, I am from the United States, uh, so forgive me, I, I work with this frame of reference, but in the U.S. we have a historic mythology, I'll say, of you know, if you only work hard enough, you'll make it. If you only do everything right, you'll make it. And if you have to struggle, or if you don't, or if you fall short, of whatever goal that you're trying to reach, it's your fault. Um, It's the bootstrap mentality. Um, I've seen a lot of folks that say, well, you know, just power through it. Um, And I did, I did in my early years of work, I did try to power through it. I ignored my disability. I said, oh, well, you know, my disability is mild, so it really shouldn't affect me. Um, That's not the truth. I cannot do timed tasks, I can't do tasks quickly. Um, I've learned over the years that, you know, I don't have the mental capacity to do certain things. Um, You know, and it's, it's difficult. Um Starting on the you know, invisible disability topic, um, in general, when you have an invisible disability, it could be anything. Mind's cognitive, mind's mental health issues. Um, and it's really hard to explain to an employer when you look fairly normal, you look like everybody else that no, you actually have, cognitive um impairments and i found that that's a real struggle for me over the years in my working life um and we'll talk more about that in the upcoming segment but i will say that it everybody's different what it comes down to and what a boils down to is everybody's different. Nobody's going to fit in the same square hole, you know. Um, And I think that's especially true of disabled folks. Um, You know, a lot of these employers are used to a certain way of doing things and they don't understand that when you're talking about a person with disabilities, even the general accommodations you'd expect don't always work for every disabled person they have to look at the person as an individual companies are used to being a group a homogenous group that works to a specific goal now i understand that and I I get where they're coming from, but when working with a disabled individual, that doesn't exactly work. Um, and it requires a little bit of extra work on the part of the employer. So <clears throat> next section, we will discuss further accommodations and what the work world, you know, what the work world um, the challenges disabled folks face and what they can do or what the employers can do to make things easier. So I will see you on the other side. Again, my name is Erica, I'm coming to you from the New Heights Show on Education, and I will see you in the next segment. Hello, and welcome to the second segment of our discussion on working with a disability. My name is Erica. This is the New Heights show on education. Uh, Last segment, we were talking about disability and how that affects a person's work, Um, specifically folks that don't, that the disability is not immediately obvious. If, of course, a person comes in for an interview and they have a cane or a wheelchair. The employer is going to know automatically that you know you need you you will need accommodations. This isn't quite the same for folks with, say, an autistic um, issue or a mental health issue um, or. Traumatic brain injury could be another uh, way in which someone could have a disability that isn't immediately obvious. Um, I will tell you that my CP and my cerebral palsy is mild. So employers, some employers see it, some employers don't. Um, and that I think creates a unusual, unusual place for me. um, and perhaps others with quote-unquote invisible disabilities. You, When you come in and you are in a wheelchair or obviously physically disabled, um, unfortunately, you don't have a choice to disclose your disability. It's pretty much there out in the open. Um, When you have... When you look like, unfortunately, and I hate to say it this way, but that's what's coming to mind. When you look like everybody else and they don't know that you have a disability, you, you kind of have this dilemma. When do you disclose the fact that you have a disability? Is it in the interview? Is it after you have the job? Is it never? Never and you just hope that, you know, your disability doesn't affect your work. Um, I've worked with DVR, the Department of Vocational Rehabilitation, which is, if you're not in America, every state has one. Their job is to help disabled people get employed. Their advice to me was not to reveal the, my disabilities until after I got the job and then ask for accommodations. Um, I've done both. I've disclosed in interviews and I have disclosed after I got the job. I will tell you that my experience is if I disclose in an interview, I don't get a call back unfortunately that's true um you know folks with disabilities i think unfortunately a lot of employers not all but a lot of employers either don't think a disabled folk a person can do the task that's assigned to them or they think that the Granting accommodations is a burden and could also be a you know a drain on finances and that's something that I frankly I think needs to change. Um, but you know again I say this is not all businesses but this is something that I've encountered. Um, people who are mentally disabled, um, may need something that's tailored to them. Um, For me specifically, I'll be open about this and I'll say I have severe anxiety. If you've listened to my previous podcast, you'll realize I told you, you know, I was pretty open with this up front. I have had a panic attack at work. And as I mentioned in the last segment, um, that was primarily due to the fast-paced nature of the job I was in at the time um, and the incredible pressure to perform. Um, we had metrics that we had to meet um, on, every, on any given day. And that was difficult for me. Um, I just could not keep up the pace. Um, I know that what my employer sees is not necessarily what's going on in my head. Um, For example, one of my employers said, oh, you don't, you know, you don't look busy. You're, you look like you're not doing anything. Well, you know, if you catch me in one of those moments, it's I'm processing Remember, I have slower processing speed than most people, so it takes me a lot of time to get from one task to the other. That's why multitasking, you know, trips me up so much. Um, and so I, I kind of look zoned out or like I'm not doing anything, which is, in fact, not the case. Um, Unfortunately, that's what the employer sees. Um, and I don't, I don't think a lot of employers understand that. Um, again, going back to this uh, United States American ethos that we have, you always have to look busy. Really, truly, that's something that um, businesses look for. They expect you to be doing something, you know, it, completely eight hours a day, every single minute. And that that's hard. I mean, it's hard for, you know, even a person without a challenge. But it's also something that every, everybody seems to want to achieve, there's a certain pride I've heard from folks when they talk about how busy they are, um, you know, and I wonder if because we, as disabled people, we have, you know, because we have certain challenges, maybe we look lazy? I, you know, I haven't quite figured that one out, um, in my own head, but, you know, there is this, there is this overall concept that employees need to meet every single metric on time at all, you know, at whenever asked. Um, and that's, that's difficult especially if you don't know it, you don't have the right accommodations now i'm going to mention something else really quickly here about accommodations i have been asked you know what type of accommodations do you need and this would be like at the very beginning of my job and i wouldn't have an answer for the employer right away because I need to be in the job for a certain amount of time to figure out, okay, this isn't working well. My brain isn't processing this part. Um, I'm not taking in this information. I need a visual guide or I need, you know, um, a different learning style or something like that. Um, So it does take time sometimes to figure out what kind of accommodations you need as a disabled person at work um like i said some employers are wonderful about this some employers aren't fantastic about this and some employers really try but um i think what would be helpful is having a sit down with the manager um And explaining what's going on with you as an individual. And, um, you know, really going through this is what I think I need. Um, This is how my disability works. This is how I try to accommodate for it or work around it. Um, And I really do think that that needs to happen a few times throughout your working with that company. Um, Kind of a check-in process, perhaps. Um, Again, I think employers really, the key is really getting to know the disabled person as an individual. So I'm going to pause here, actually. It looks like we are close to time. Um, Again, there's a lot more I could say about working with a disability. Um, I will link the articles I I referred to earlier in the podcast in the show notes. Um, So let's go ahead and take a look or take a listen actually to the June New Heights um, Educational uh, June announcements. See you next week
1: here are your announcements for the month of june happy birthday to rachel Fay on june 13th geetha Lingasamy on june 18th and happy anniversary to the new Heights educational group we are celebrating 13 years on june 1st tyler maxi billings happy anniversary for one year of service on June 18th, Kristen Congito on June 21st for one year, and Jolie Baker on June 23rd for three years. And then updates for the school bag giveaway are as follows the event will be held Saturday, June 29th from 3 to 5 p.m. at the Gathering Place in Defiance, Ohio. That's at the Old Valentine Theater. You can contact us immediately to request school supplies, and we will add you to our list. Uh, For the school bag giveaway, we will have a raffle reading time. Uh, We've already received some donations from the Imagination Station of Toledo has donated four tickets. For the raffle, Tractor Supply and Defiance is donating a basket of goodies. Um, Captain D's will donate tea and possible, possibly other donations as well. Office Max will offer school supplies and 70% off copying fees, so we can share the brochure and the new comic book with families. We. We're still working on other partnerships as well to bring in more school supplies. We hope to see you at the event.